Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. Before we get into the podcast, I just want to talk to you about our new sponsor that's come on board, Books and Gifts Direct. Books and Gifts Direct is Australia's largest direct seller of books and gifts. They sell their products from lunchrooms and reception desks and are in more than 25,000 workplaces across Australia. These workplaces include schools, childcare centres, businesses, hospitals, community centres and other corporate entities. Their books and gifts sell up to 70% off recommended retail price. And as the leading direct seller of books and gifts across Australia, they have a strong buying power and without the overheads of a shop front, they can afford to pass on significant savings. So if you want to take a look more at this, the website's going to be below in the comments section or you can go www.booksgiftsdirect.com. Thanks for listening and let's get into the show. Yes, back again today. Today is going to be a podcast just on the Lakers, the whole summer of the Los Angeles Lakers and what they did and what my opinions are about this because this is a really big topic and I wanted to do a pretty decent one just by itself on this. So let's get into it. You're now listening to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. All right, back again, back again. So this podcast, as I said, on the Lakers, what we're going to first do, we're going to first break down their additions, okay? I'm going to break down the Russell Westbrook trade. You know, that's a massive trade. And then also what I think LeBron can get out of this roster because it's pretty decent, difficult roster to, to pitcher, you know, him playing with because as we know, he loves to be around shooters. So this team at the moment doesn't have a heap of shooters, but, you know, I'll, I'll talk more into it. So first off, their additions, they've had a heap of them and they've had some really good additions on the vet minimum salary. And, you know, LeBron's really good at getting people to come play for him, you know, or play with him, you know, because as you look at it, Carmelo Anthony's on a veteran minimum, Trevor Reza the same, you've got Kent Bazemore on the same, we have Wayne Ellington's come on the same, Dwight Howard's come back, you know, so we've got him on the team too. You know, they've got Malik Monk to take that minimum. And I believe Kendrick Nunn took the mid-level exception for them. I think it was between the, him or Paddy Mills. And personally, I would have taken Paddy Mills, but that's neither here or there. Apart from that, you know, they've got Marcus Sol that's come. It's going to come back. Jared Dudley's still a free agent for them. He might re-sign with them. I wouldn't be shocked if he signs with them. Costas Antonacumpo has gone over and signed with the team in Greece, so congratulations to him. You know, they have signed Mac McClung to a guaranteed deal, I believe. So that's going to be pretty exciting. You know, he's a, he's a young, fast, ex- exuberant player. So I think that's a nice, a, little, a good little sign because as you look at it, they're a pretty young team right now and they don't really have a lot of youth. Like their, their youngest player is age-wise, Taylor Horton Tucker. And I think he's 21 off the top of my head. Apart from like that, that's probably going to be a rotational player, you know, yeah, I th- yeah, 21 years old. So, like, pretty, you know, it's not super young. So, like, you look at it, I think the average age of 32, 32 years old, that's pretty It's pretty old. But, like, the way I look at it, the age-wise, good teams usually have veterans playing for them that win the comp, right? Like, you, looked at, you look at, you know, teams that have won the comp in the past couple of years, you know, I'll kind of ex- exclude the Bucks only because Giannis is 26, and I think Giannis is in that sweet spot of where he's still young enough, but to not enter his prime, where like the next three to four years could be his prime. 
And that's pretty scary if you ask me because like he's already got two MVPs, you know. So like I reckon you hit your prime at like 28, 29. You know, a lot of these players are obviously they're past it, but like Anthony Davis is just entering his prime. You know, so I'm I'm, I'm pretty excited to see what he does. You know, hopefully he's not street closed this year. You know, and that's just what Charles Barkley says to say that he doesn't play. Hopefully he can play, be healthy. You know, because if he can be healthy, I think he can be really. I don't think he can be an MVP candidate because there's just too many players on their team that, you know, will demand the ball. But I think he can be a really dominant piece. I think he could be a defensive player of the year candidate. I definitely believe he could be that because I think he's going to play a lot more five now. And that's something that's much better for the Lakers, if you ask me. Him playing at the five is a much, much better fit. You know, especially now that you look at it, Marcus Sol, I don't expect him to play any minutes really this in this upcoming season. Dwight Howard, he can do a job for you at the, at the backup, you know, as a backup five. He's proven to do that. But, you know, looking at him, he hasn't really he's, – he's just doing his role now. And I'm, and I'm happy with him to do that. That's fine. You know, so they're not – but on saying that, they're not a very big team. So they've got three bigs there. You know, you've got Carmelo who might play a bit of four, Trevor who played a bit of four, but they're pretty undersized, you know, six eight six nine. you know, so they're not huge. LeBron, I'm assuming, will play a bit more four, like that point forward position. But, yeah, you look at it. Not a heap, heap of size, but I don't think that's a problem at all because they're not really come, going to come against a team that's super big. Like the biggest team they'll probably verse is Phoenix when they have DeAndre Ayton in the setter position. But I think Anthony Davis can do a much can do a much much better job of what Giannis did, which is crazy to say. But I think AD is a bit of bit better of a defender, especially as marking bigs than Giannis is because he's a bit he's a bit leaner, he's a bit faster. Giannis, but AD can probably take that hit a bit better. So, like, you look at it, there's not a lot of big teams that they're going to verse. I want to get the elephant out of the room, and I want to talk about Mr. Westbrook and what I think of this trade. I think this trade can be destined to be really, really good or really bad. And, like, the way I look at it, I'll go I'll go negative first to get it out of the way. The way I think it can be really bad is he can't really shoot the ball, okay? And you look at what LeBron needs. LeBron needs shooters, right? LeBron needs shooters around him at all all times, really. You know, so I'm going to be interested to see what he does there. Also, he he demands the ball in his hands a lot, and you've seen it. You know, he him playing with KD, Paul George, you know, most recently Brad Bill. You know, he can kind of take the ball out of their hands at times, and that's not a bad thing at all because sometimes Russell Westbrook can be in a really good good like sorry, he can be on a really good role offensively. He can go get buckets. He can run the lanes well, but. He can't be your first option to score winning winning a competition, and we've seen that he's obviously not going to be. You know, I think this year AD might be the first option for them, and that's that's what I think would be the best option for them is have AD be that first option. But yeah, the, the Westbrook trade, oh, oh, I don't know, I don't know. The positives is it of of it is you have a big three now. You know, I would say that's a big three. You know. But then, then again, like you can look at it in a basketball purist point, is it really a big three? And you can say you can argue for both sides. I'll say market wise, it's a big, it's a big three. I'll say Rob Pelinka to save his job and to get LeBron to try to get another chip. It's a, it's a, it's a good move because first him and Rossbrook are, are, are buddies. You know they like each other. They're really happy, you know, to be playing with each other. You know, so I think that's a one, one big positive for Pelinka. You know, but like the positives, I think it, they will outweigh the negatives. You know, and. One signing that's going to be really good for them, I think, is uh, Wayne Ellington because he's, I look at it, he's their best shooter right now and they need shooting. Like, you look at their starting five projected, you know, you'd have LeBron AD, LeBron at the three, AD at the five, I'd have Carmelo at the four, 
and then you've probably got Wayne Ellington at the two, and then Taylor Horton Tucker maybe playing that one or three, depending on what LeBron does. Sometimes Taylor can bring the ball up and initiate it, or you, or you could have Kendrick Nunn starting. You know, so maybe either Kendrick Nunn or Taylor Horton Tucker would be the sixth man. But you know, you look at that; that's not a lot of shooting. You know, I think Kendrick Nunn will develop into a real lethal shooter this season, especially because he's going to get a lot of point blank shots from the corner. 45 on top of the key when there's defensive breakdowns. Because as we know, LeBron's really good at getting into the paint, getting two feet in the key. And he's able to create after that. He's not just looking to score. He can create out of that. So I really think that's going to be a positive, you know. And then, sorry, what am I talking about? Westbrook will start at the point guard. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. No, so you have Westbrook, Wayne Ellington, sorry, will start at the two. LeBron, Carmelo, and then you would have AD. So you look at it, Westbrook has to develop into a shooter. And he's not really a, he's not a consistent shooter. He's a, pretty, he's a consistent shooter from the mid-range, but he's not really a consistent shooter from three-point. So he needs to develop that. I think you'll see a bit more of Kendrick Nunn playing at the point. You know, and you can have Westbrook at the two, Wayne Ellington at the three, LeBron at the four, AD at the five. You know, I think they need to go get at least one or two more shooters on this team. And, like, you look at free agents right now, there's not a heap of them right now. But, like, if I'm, if I'm the Lakers, I'm probably looking at getting... Well, I'm looking at at least offering J.R. Redick a... JJ Redick a contract and seeing you know what what he's what he's up to, what he feels like you know is he is he what, does he want to have another year around have another crack? Now another player they can look at too and who could take a cheaper contract could be Josh Hart. Now I think Josh Hart you know he plays good solid defense. He's not the greatest defender but he he has a crack. You know you can look at him he can shoot the ball pretty consistent. He's played with LeBron before so he knows what it's like to play with LeBron. He knows the the ins and outs the you know I would say the bare minimum necessities you need to have for LeBron, like you need to be ready to go at any time. You know, but I think they're not done, and that's one big thing. You know, teams don't realise they're not done in acquiring more players, acquiring more talent, and, you know, they just need shooters and some some of them that can play D. Another player that I would look at, and the Lakers had him, had him two years ago, Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley could be a really nice piece for them. You know, he's a great defender. You know, he's probably a top five defender as a perimeter defender. And it's it's funny to me that he hasn't been picked up by any team right now because any team that's looking to contend could really use his could use his potential, use his talents, right? He can defend really well. He can guard one, two, or three, I'd say. I'd say him guarding the four is a bit of a stretch right now and he probably can't really guard a five. But he can defend three solid positions. You know, he can get out, he can bust the lanes, and he can he can shoot it pretty consistently. You know, and he's been a part of teams that have been good. You know, and that's something that team that's something that GM like a GM like Rob Pelinka will look at. He's been successful. He's been at successful clubs. He's been on successful teams. He knows what it takes, and he's been a, and he's a journeyman right now. He's not looking to get a massive contract. He's looking to stay in the league. Maybe get take a vet minimum now to sign a bigger contract later. Because as we know, he kind of did that with the Lakers. Played really good there, and then got a two year, I think eight eight mil or nine mil deal. At the Heat, and the last option was a team option. He didn't even see out the contract with the Heat. The Heat traded him to the Rockets for Victor Oladipo, Kelly, Kelly Linick, and Avery Bradley, and I believe a first for Victor Oladipo. So, you know, you kind of you kind of do that trade if you if you're the Heat, but you know, he didn't see out the contract. So, he could be another piece. You know, if I look at it, I'd probably go sign Avery Bradley, maybe JJ JJ Redick, and then maybe if I'm looking at one more free agent pitch, you're the Lakers, right? So you can kind of get anyone really. Have a punt, maybe at trying to get Larry Markman. Like, I don't know. You've basically traded everything now. What's the point? What's the point in not trading another first rounder 
or a, or a couple second rounders if you have it. I don't even know what their picks look like right now, but I know they don't have a heap. Maybe trade for him. Maybe just get him to come off the bench and do a role for you. You know, he could be an exciting piece for you. But like, it's it's funny because the fit of this team, and I want to talk about more the fit. You know, who's going to be that player that's going to fit with LeBron, AD, Carmelo, and Westbrook? Like as I said, I think Wayne Hamilton will get a lot of minutes, but I don't think he'll be that finisher. And I think they can definitely look to do trades in the trade deadline. You know, a player that I think could be a decent piece for them, and it's like it's pretty funny. You know, that they haven't looked at him yet, but like, I know I'm Australian and like, I'm always rooting for Aussie players, but Dante Exum could be an, or, an, an option. You know, he's not a shooter per se. And there's, and he would tell you he's probably not a great shooter, but he, but he plays hard. He plays physical. He plays fast. You know, and I just think that's something that the Lakers need. You know, they need a bit more youth. They need a bit of players that have a bit of mongrel, a bit of dog in them. And, you know, you look at their team right now, you know, Russell Westbrook probably epitomizes a person that has a dog, has hustle, has, you know, a bit of aggro in him. But apart from that, you don't really see a heap of other players that have it. You know, Dwight Howard had it back in the day. Kendrick Dunn's a bit of a dog. He goes hard. But, like, it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a team that's just a bunch of really good players. Like, and then, a, then three, like, two great players and then a really, really good player. So it's like the fit-wise is a bit different for me. So I think that they're not done getting pieces like and like it's just it's troubling for me because like you could have gotten like JJ Redick right now for like the vet minimum like why don't you just look at getting him like at least you know he can shoot the piss out of the ball and he'll he'll play well with LeBron you know I would have rather them sign him than them sign some like Kent Bazemore because like apparently there was a topic or report coming out that Kent Bazemore's going to get a lot of minutes I don't, I, I don't see him getting a heap of minutes on this team. And I, I think he's a good player, but, like, I don't I don't see it. Like, you're like who's he, who's he going to take minutes over? Like, you look at this team, like, he's a bit of a wing, right? He's a bit of a wing. You know, he wants to be, like, a, a main player. They're wings right now. LeBron, right? Wayne Ellington, Taylor Horton Tucker. If Wesley Matthews is still on this team, is he still on this team? He's on the roster right now, but I'm not too sure if he's a free agent. If he's still on the team, then they probably don't need to go get another player. But I don't, I don't know if he's on the team. To be quite honest with you, I don't. I'm not too sure. If he is, that's not a bad. That's that's probably a piece that's kind of like a JJ Redick, Avery Bradley type. Is a national? Yeah, he's oh, he's still on their team. Okay. No, no, no. Three Kentucky teams who should try to sign Wesley Matthews. No, he's not on there at all. So yeah, no. Maybe look to re-sign Wesley Matthews. I could be wrong there. Yeah, he's still he's still a free agent. So yeah, like they need to go get pieces. At least Wesley Matthews on that team, he knows what he's doing, right? But yeah, no. The, for me, the fit the fit's going to be the funny, the fun, the most fun, and the most intriguing storyline. The NBA reporters will write the whole season. You know, I'll probably talk about it a bit more. But like, it is it is troubling. And you know, I just, I came on here, you know, just free whim, just wanted to to wing it about the Lakers because, like, it's better It's better for me to talk about them like that because, like, they're, they're just, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to be. I think they'll be, I don't think they'll be the first seed in the in the West only, like, just because, like, I think, like, someone like the Jazz or the, or the Suns might get that again. And, like, that does not mean that they are the best team in the West at all. Like, we saw the Jazz get it this past season and they got beat by the Kawhi-less Clippers, right? So, like... Just because you get the first seed doesn't mean anything. Like, 
especially with this team, like they're an older team, we get all the jokes, this, that. But they probably will look to rest LeBron a bit. They probably will look to rest AD. You know, maybe not play him in back-to-backs or three games out of five, maybe play him one or two. You know, and like a lot of people are like, oh, that's wrong. It's not, it's not the right thing to do. But it's just, it's just you're doing that to make sure that you don't get your players injured. You know, when Nick Wright, he went on, he went on to, he went on whatever he's on. I think it's first take, not first take. It's the one with Shannon Sharp and that. And he said, "Oh, the player that rolled LeBron's LeBron's ankle, he called him a bum, and he called him. He did this, you know, this trash play." I'm like, dude, like, shut up! Like, he's not going out to injure people. Like, and it pissed me off because, like, don't say that about someone. Because what if this guy came back at you? and you saw him in public, you probably wouldn't say anything to him, you know, and it's just annoying, you know, but, like, I'm getting off topic there, but, like, what I, my main point is they're going to take rest, so I don't think they'll be the first seed. I think they're definitely going to make, if they have this team now, if this is the team they have now, you know, just this team, I think the Warriors would beat them. I think the Warriors would beat them. That's one team I think that would beat them. And that, that could be calling me biased, whatever you want to call it. I don't really care. I think the Warriors can beat this team. You know, LeBron's always had great battles with the Heat. I mean, I mean with the uh, Warriors. So I think that's one team that would could beat them. I think a team, if healthy, Denver could give them a really good shot. And the Clippers, I don't think Phoenix could beat them. I think AD would really control DeAndre Ayton really well. But then, then again, who's going to guard Devin Booker? That's a big question. You can't really have Westbrook on him because he's not that much of a defender. So for me, if I'm the Lakers, like the more I, the more I think about it, you got to go sign Avery Bradley, like because at least he could defend, you know, and he can be he can, he can leave him on the floor. Maybe that could be Talon Horton Tucker that has a shot of him too. But like, yeah, the way I look at it, they still need another guard. But like, yeah, I I would say right now, if I was if I was to bet who would come out of the West right now, I'd say Golden State, and I'd be pretty confident in that right now. There's the the Kawhi-less Clippers. The Jamal Murray-less Denver Nuggets. The Lakers are a bunch of players. They're not a team right now. And you can say the same thing for the Warriors, right? You can say the same thing for the Warriors. But I'm going to do a seven to eight man. I'll do a... They, you, so we looked at... We saw the Milwaukee Bucks in this off, in this season, in the finals, play eight players. And they won the comp, right? So we're going to look at their roster. And we're going to look at eight their eight players that I would say in their roster... And these eight players, I think, are better than the Lakers' eight players. So you've got Steph Curry, Clay, right, who we've recently talked about in the podcast before. I believe he's going to come back and he's going to be an asset to this team. Wiggins, you've got Draymond, you've got James Wiseman, you have Iguodala coming off the bench. He might not be your sixth man, but he'll come off your bench. You've got Otto Porter, and then you've got, and who I think they'd play was Jonathan Kaminga. I really like him. I think he's a really good piece Right, so you've got eight players there. And then let's look at the Lakers' eight players. I would say right now, if they were to play a, a series and they're going to play eight eight players, right? You have LeBron, you have Westbrook, you have Horton Tucker, you have Davis, right? You have phew, Carmelo, that, that'd be obvious. You'd have, phew, it, it gets hard. Like it really does get hard. Kedrick Nunn, I would say. I would say most likely Dwight Howard and then probably maybe Malik Beasley or Wayne Ellington. 
you know, I would take Riley Ellington more because they'd fit this team, but I take the Warriors right there. I take the Warriors right there, you know, and I don't, I, I always somehow end up talking about the Warriors on this pod, but like the Lakers are good, but they're not a great team. And until they show me that they can be a consistent three point steady, oh, sorry, a steady three point team, if Russell, if Russell Westbrook can shoot the three consistently, then I might change my mind. But right now, I think it's the Warriors to, to, to win. And then I would have the Lakers second. I'd have the Suns third, the Jazz fourth. The, the Mavericks, if they can pull off a trade and get Lucas some help, then that would really change my opinion because I think Lucas destined to be what Giannis is. You know, and if you want to hear my opinion on Luca a bit more, there's an episode, a couple episodes back, you can hit in in whatever you're listening to this on, what I think about Luca, just pretty short. I think he's the next in line to be the next best player in the NBA. But that's that's pretty obvious right now if you follow, if you've been following this this podcast, my take on him. But yeah, no, I don't want to. But yeah, right now it's the Warriors and then the Lakers. And the main reason, like the main reason, why is they have chemistry, man. They have chemistry, and you can't you can't knock that, you know. And Wiseman can be the biggest what if for this team, man. Wiseman can be such a massive threat to this team, it's not even funny. Like, he can just catapult this team into... Oh, I don't even know what he can put this team into, right? It's, it's, it's that crazy. It's honestly that crazy what he can put this team into. But, you yeah, know, for me, for me, guys, the Lakers, very different. Very different. Very, very interesting. They're a very interesting team. All right, guys, that's my take today. All right. If you guys think any different, let me know in the comments. Let me know, all right, in any of the reviews you want to leave me, anything, any, anywhere you listen on. But apart from that, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to this stuff, and have a great day, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Lanes Podcast. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe to all the content. But most importantly, have a great day.